Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett and I'm joined with a special guest, Aaron Flynn, coming to us from Colorado. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Aaron is a kindred spirit. We have a lot in common. We've done web design, agency work, we've built courses. Uh, we're really into helping other entrepreneurs and her course creation and membership site journey is really interesting as a case study. And we're going to kind of get into it, see what she's done, see what she's working on, why she made certain decisions, how those are working out. And I think you're going to learn a lot from Aaron. You can check her out at AaronFlynn.com. And we're going to be talking about a lot of the stuff that you can see and, and get over to over there. But my first question for you, Aaron, is you ran an agency or you you built websites for clients. How did you, can you tell us a little bit about that transition point from uh, building websites to helping web designers? Yeah. So I really started noticing that my clients were coming to me and telling me how they fired their last web designer or developer because, you know, there was lack of communication or they fell off the face of the earth or things like that. And what I was noticing was the people they were mentioning were actually better designers and developers than I felt like I was at the time. But they were dropping the ball when it came to basic business skills and just talking to their clients. So I realized that if I was able to help these designers and developers with the business part, then they would be getting, you know, the clients, they would be making the money and they wouldn't have these terrible reputations online <laughs> that they were getting. Um, because as you know, a lot of freelancers are known for falling off the face of the earth and that creates a real problem. So I thought maybe, you know, I could start teaching them a few different things. And the first thing that I did was I actually created um, kind of an ebook. It's just a PDF with email templates for bad clients. And really what bad clients are is just there's a lack of communication most of the time where you just need to pull them back on track or set better boundaries. And so these email templates helped with that. And that was back in 2014. Um, and then I kept, you know, still doing my agency and my agency grew and we started doing bigger websites and bigger projects. And that was all going really well. Um, but last year I got very sick. I was in the hospital. I had surgery and I was out of commission for months, which really hurt my bottom line very badly. So what I realized was this, if I had more courses, then I could still make money, um, you know, if something happened or if I went on vacation. So I really started this past year working more on the courses and the teaching, which I found out that I actually really love. So now that is the main focus of my business is teaching other web designers and developers. And while I still do take on some client projects, I get to be super picky about who I work with because I don't have to work with clients right now, which is kind of a really great place to be. I love that. Where were you in 2009 when I was first getting started? Because I could have uh, saved myself a lot of heartache, learned a lot of, uh, you know, some of the things you teach and would have been super helpful for me, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> the next generation can... Um, <laughs> can uh, benefit from your courses and your membership. Yeah, sorry. 2009, <laughs> I was serving coffee. So <laughs> I was definitely not helping anybody unless they needed a latte. I totally resonate with your story in terms of clients. So when I would do web design work, you know, we do a discovery session or have pre-sales calls 
But as a service provider, I'd always start in a, at a disadvantage because the uh, oftentimes the client had a bad experience with a previous web person and I'm, I'm playing catch up. Um, or, uh, but pretty quickly when they see the good communication, they're like, it really puts them at ease because that's what was lacking in the last one. So I, I like that you really zeroed in on that. <clears throat> Tell us about the email templates that you started with. So what were those? So I would go around like Facebook groups and I, I mean, I had my own share of problems with clients too. And so it already, you know, had situations where I had to say, actually, you can't call me on Sunday morning because I'm not working then or things like that. So I'd already had some emails uh, that I had written myself and used on my clients to set better boundaries. But then I also was like looking around Facebook groups and social media. Whenever I saw somebody complaining about, I've got this client who, um, you know, like they're just impossible to work with. Like, I don't understand what they're saying in their emails, blah, 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 blah. And I would say, well, why don't you just hop on Skype with them? And here's how you say, hey, I'm not getting what you're saying. Let's please hop on, you know, a Skype call where we can screen share. And so I would just write that email and basically like give it to people. And then I realized oh, I could like put all of these together and then people can just get like this huge. And I think I have 84 different, it's like 40 some situations with like 84 different responses, depending on how, how you want to respond, because sometimes you want to be nice and give them wiggle room. And other times you just have to be flat out, like, no, <laughs> this is not happening. Wow, so it's grown over the years a lot. That is super cool. The uh, that idea of templates, like not just teaching, like okay, this is how to have better communication with clients. But when this scenario arises, here's if they're on their good behavior, here's template A. If they're on their bad behavior, here's template B. That's that's really brilliant because when people are taking a course to you know become a better web designer, they're looking for good ideas but they also need like actionable stuff, which you're totally shortcutting that with things that they can use. And that's one way for people to learn. It's not just hearing good ideas and information. It's actually, you know, executing a script, if you will, sometimes is, is just part of the learning process. It's like, oh, yeah, and it was something with like a tough email, like people would I, like, I, cause I know I used to do it too. Agonize for hours. Like, how do I say this? Like, how do I tell this person, you know, what I need to tell them without making them mad or, you know, all of these different, you know, things that go through your head, like, Oh, they're going to hate me. And, you know, we often want to like justify and like, we, I, I noticed something that a lot of people do is they send like these emails that are like six pages long saying, this is hurting me and it's making me feel bad. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like you don't need to do that. Like here's, you know, the two paragraphs you need to send and that's it. And you don't have to think about it. You don't have to stress about it. Like this is polite. It's to the point. And I'm not saying that you would never, ever get a client who responds poorly to that. But for the most part, you know, like you just need to be very polite, clear, and not go on and on about it. And don't spend three days stressing about how to respond. Just copy paste and move on. That's awesome. So it's, you're almost like not just a teacher, but you're also like a guide or even a secret weapon of some kind. The, uh, I mean, I know like if in terms of quote, firing a client, the first time I ever had to do that, um, I, you know, I probably thought about it for quite a long time, obsessed over the email, write it. But if I had had somebody like you with your course and I, I put the template up and be like, all right, 
maybe I'll tweak it a little bit so it sounds like me, but you would have saved me like days and lots of mental stress and anguish uh, just by having a template. And I think that's the big takeaway for the course creator out there is, um, you know, be a guide, not just a purveyor of information. I wanted to <laughs> get in a little bit to um, some more of your course topics and uh, kind of unpack a, a bunch of scenarios around those. But before we do that, could you kind of describe your three entry points uh, to what you offer? You have this setting up camp, you have this client first aid, and then you have reaching the summit. What are these different levels of engagement with you? Yeah, so setting up camp is basically my free membership. It's a great way to kind of see how I teach and get a feel for um, what I do. So it's got like the basic stuff. So if you're starting a web design business or, um, you know, you're kind of struggling with basic things like how much money you need to make in a year, that's what uh, Basecamp has. And that's a great place to get started if you're just kind of confused about what you should be doing in terms of your business. And then client first aid is once I created those email templates, I became known very quickly for dealing with nightmare clients. So client first aid is kind of just a list of all of the resources that I have for nightmare clients. I have a free e-course. I have the templates that we talked about. Um, and then I have a bunch of articles on my blog about dealing with bad clients and how sometimes they're actually not that bad. <laughs> um, but that's kind of where a lot of people, um, share my stuff. They're like, Oh, Erin knows how to, she's got an email template for this, or she's got, you know, information on how to deal with your situation. So I have basically all of that put together right there. Um, and most of it's free. The only paid um, part of that is the email templates. And then the summit is the expedition, which is my membership program. So that's more focused. That's more for people who have been in the web design business for a year or two and who are struggling to get to the next level where they're doing okay, but they're still struggling month to month, worrying about where their next clients are going to come from and how to actually make their business grow to the point where they're not, you know, worried every month and they're not working with clients that they dislike. Um, and that's a lot more focused. It's a much smaller group where we have more in-depth discussions and I do more like Facebook lives and stuff in that group. Awesome. So three key points I want to highlight there is you're giving away an incredible amount for free. So like the top of the funnel isn't just some little ebook or checklist. You're, you're giving away a ton of value. You're building trust. You're getting people res results in advance of asking for money. Uh, that's really admirable. And I love the idea that the, um, the templates are paid you know, in marketing, you might call that like a tripwire or something like that, where there's like, they're not committed to the membership yet, but they're, you're, they're testing the waters uh, with a paid product from you that's really valuable. And, you know, it, and it, it's focused at a high value problem when things are really intense or, you know, somebody's looking for a lifeline. Those are good places to put a product. Um, and then the other thing that probably the most important is you're super focused. This is the same uh, person, the same prospect or prospective student or student at different stages, you know, the summit, like you mentioned, maybe they're a little more advanced. They, they've, you know, two years into it and now they're looking to scale or grow or get over some bad habits and that kind of thing. Or, you know, they're struggling in the beginning. It's the same person. You're just super focused. You're not getting distracted on who you're trying to serve. You're just helping them at different stages, which is really awesome. 
I will say I was not always that organized. <laughs> I had to go back and make sure everything made sense and where, figure out where things put in. And I actually killed off a couple uh, courses and programs that I had that did not fit in. Like what? Um, I had, so I had like a WordPress course on, you know, how to create, you know, a website, you know, that we all do. We all put that up there and think that we're going to be the best like WordPress teacher ever. And no, <laughs> at least I wasn't. Um, so I had that and that didn't really fit in because then that was, you know, focused for, um, not the business aspect that was focused on the tech aspect. And, um, I just, I don't particularly like teaching tech because it changes so rapidly. In fact, as soon as I created that course, the WordPress dashboard changed two weeks later. And so it looked outdated, but so I pulled that course out, um, and I like re refigured things a little bit so that it made sense for, for, you know, my students to go on a complete journey with me instead of coming in for one thing and then leaving because that wasn't a good way to retain them as students. That wasn't a good way to make a really good impact on their business because they would come in, you know, learn how to use WordPress and then say, well, why don't you have the next level, which I didn't want to create? And why don't you have all of this training on how to create my own plugin or this and that, all this stuff that I didn't necessarily want to do. So when I refocused on just the business part, the path became much more clear. That is super cool. <clears throat> um, and I just want to highlight some points in that. One is that uh, you said something that was evergreen was nice. Like, you know, having good communication with clients is it's pretty evergreen. You know, the topics mm -hmm. there, they'll stand the test of time. And the other is you said you, you stayed, you brought it back and you stayed focused on the business problems as opposed to the industry expertise, technology implementation in this case for what the web designer. And I think that's super cool. And it, it brings a layer of focus to what you offer. Uh, when I look out into the landscape of niches and I see all kinds of niches, but they usually typically um, fall under different buckets. The, ma the main three buckets being business, health, and relationships. So if you're watching this and you see uh, Aaron taking business knowledge, um, a part of business knowledge into another niche, like the technical web design industry, uh, there's that overlap there. Like if you were to take, you could take that same customer and teach them about health. And that's what you just Googled uh, nerd fitness. And you'll see a guy who teaches uh, people who work from home or, you know, web design folks or people who are kind of on the computer a lot, how to get in shape. Uh, and there's probably somebody out there with a relationships course for, you know, tech entrepreneurs. I mean, it's <clears throat> um, just be really clear on where you are because I think it's really easy to, especially if you're scratching your own itch and you're one of those people who your target market is, you can kind of expand out, but sometimes you lose the focus and you also lose the positioning of what exactly it is, like where you fit in the marketplace. I think that's super cool what, what you did there. And sometimes uh, cutting things away is actually part of improving the membership not necessarily growing the catalog to a thousand programs or whatever. Mm -hmm. Although I do have a lot of programs. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about those programs. When I looked at them, um, <clears throat> and if you want to look at what we're talking about here, just head on over to aaronflynn.com and, and find the membership. Um, PS right soon, how to stay in touch with past clients. I'm just going to name some of these off. How to create a goodbye packet, a welcome packet. So these are like tactical. How much money do you need to make? Uh, how to price your services? 
how to create emergency procedures. These are all issues I've had to deal with as a web design. And this, this is just such a time saver. Like the value proposition here is very clear to me because I'm in this industry. I understand it. Um, how to raise your web design rates. Yeah. A lot of people build webs. My, I sold my first website for $300 and that that's, I, it was not sustainable. It was a part of my journey, but I'm sure you've got some really valuable stuff in there. Niching and positioning, which we were just talking about how to get testimonials, uh, how to create a business that fits your life um, and plan your ideal week. So I'm sure that has to do with not burning out and, you know, being mindful of your schedule and work-life balance. Email fun, email fun funnels, how to get web design clients, uh, how to take, present and take feedback. Um, you just got so much stuff in here. A beginner's guide to convert kit. Um, uh, there's just a ton in here, but I, I think the thing I really like about this is this isn't one course called how to be an awesome web designer. Each course at its central core focuses on a problem or an opportunity. How did you get so focused in terms of dividing things up? Well, I definitely did not start that way. I had a, I had a big course that was basically what I figured everything you need to know, you know, for your web design business. And it was too big. Nobody, nobody completed that course. I had like a hundred students and literally no one got through it. I have a name for that, by the way. I call that the resource course. It is the most dangerous, deadly, and lethal course for an expert to create because they can keep putting stuff in it, keep putting stuff mm -hmm. in it. But, um, and it's, it, it just didn't work. And especially, it, it was also really hard for me to sell because people were like, well, I want this module, but I don't need this other one. And it was, I was like, well, this isn't working. So I talked to my audience and I did a couple live webinars, like no pitch webinars where I taught them how to do a specific thing. And that went over really, really well. So I started with the intro packet webinar. Um, I did it live. I got feedback from them as it was going and, you know, afterwards about what they liked and what they didn't. And then I used that as kind of the model for everything that I've made since then, where it's one specific problem. You can typically do it in an afternoon or a weekend at the longest. So if you want to create an intro packet, um, you can do it like set aside Friday, you'll have it done by the end of the day. And it's something very actionable that they can get done. Um, without having to be like, oh, I have to wait, you know, three weeks for the next thing to be dripped out or to finish this part of it. It's like, nope, block your time, get it done and put it into action immediately. And that's worked so much better for my audience because, you know, we're all busy. A lot of us are juggling families with freelancing and sometimes full-time jobs too. So anything that really takes more than a weekend was not getting done. And I just wanted to make things I didn't want to just sell courses and make money without seeing results for my students. I wanted to see my students get results and make improvements in their businesses. So that model worked really well. And then in the membership, I guess. I just want to jump in and say that yeah. uh, that, that laser-like focus on results is so key. And that's music to my ears. That's what I get the most excited about in this industry. And uh, there's a lot of focus on things like gamification, badges, certificates, and stuff but there's also this concept of finish lines and prizes. So if you tell me that if I take this course, there's a potential finish line that's only a couple days away. And by the way, there's going to be this prize at the end, like this intro packet will be created or 
this piece of a marketing funnel is going to be in place or these, you know, templates are ready for me to use. Uh, that's huge. You know, I, I think does course design or membership design people, the finish lines and the prizes don't, shouldn't necessarily always just come at the very end of something massive, like get people wins very quickly along the way. So keep going. Tell us more about the yeah. membership. Well, um, one thing that I did think of while you're chatting is my, so my completion rate, like I said, of that big course, zero, yeah. like a big fat <laughs> zero percent, yeah. but my completion rate on the individual, um, like the individual workshop. So somebody who goes and buys just one of them, the completion rate is like 86%. And I think that's really, really good. Um, you and, be very you know, proud of that. There are other people, you know, who maybe just aren't checking off the complete <laughs> the section button. So it could even be, so higher, it might even be higher than what yeah. I think. Um, so that's just, you know, a huge improvement to go from 0% to, you know, in the 80s. Um, and then it's, in terms of the membership, what I've done is basically you get all of the courses um, or all of the workshops that I currently have out. Um, everything except the email templates. Those are a separate. Um, but you get basically everything else and then anything else that I put out while you keep your membership active. So I've got, I tried monthly and I wanted to have a community around it. And I found that the monthly was not good for community because people would pop in and out, but yearly and like a lifetime has worked really well because people are in it for the long haul. They're more serious about actually making improvements in their business and they contribute to the community, helping others as well. And so they get all of the workshops as well as getting a little bit of you know, kind of like group coaching from me as well, um, which really helps me see what they need in their business because everything that I make is based on what this group tells me I'm struggling, like that they're struggling with. And I'm able to, if something's not clear in a workshop, they say, Hey, what, what happened in this scenario? Or I wasn't clear on this part. Can you go back? And that allows me to actually make sure that they're learning what they should be learning by purchasing the membership. That is awesome. Well, let me dig into some specifics there. What is a workshop? Is that a course or is that something different? Yeah. So technically I think they're all called courses because I use Teachable and they just call them courses, but everything that I put out really is a workshop at this point, why which you, means- Why do you use that word? Because a course I feel like is learning. It's something you go and you learn. A workshop, you make something, you put something into action directly. So I wanted it to be clear you're not just going to sit there and be a passive, you know, uh, observer. You're going to put things into action. Um, and so what they are now is they're just typically one video. I do have a couple that are written um, instead because the format works better. But they're typically a video between 20 to 60 minutes. So they're short. And it walks you through everything you need to know. There's no fluff. There's none of that, you know, let me tell you my life story <laughs> type thing. It's like just straight down to business. Here's what we're going to do. Here are the steps. And you can pause it and you can fill out the worksheet like as you go. But I didn't want to break it down into like modules because then I found that people don't complete those because they pause, you know, after a module and then, then they never go back. But if it's one video, they get it done and they actually create the thing they're supposed to create, uh, which was my biggest thing. I wanted them to do what I was teaching. That's beautiful. And can you define what you do for community? Is that a Facebook group or what is that? 
it's currently a Facebook group. I really would love to do something better, but all, all of my audience, they just hang out on Facebook and getting them to move to forums. I tried that <laughs> and it did not work. So it was just a Facebook group for now. Facebook's eating the world. If you can't, I mean, there is a thing to, to like, just use where people are. I mean, if they're there, I don't know. It's, it's good. What about group coaching? Is that a monthly like zoom call or webinar or what is it? So I use be live. Um, it's okay. a Facebook app type thing where you go live in Facebook. So I tell them, you know, I'm going to be live at this time. It creates a post, you know, a couple of days before so they can get reminders and then they just hop on Facebook. And if they're on Facebook already, which, you know, they normally are, <laughs> they get notified that it's that I'm live. And so they can ask questions and I typically keep it kind of related to the workshop that came out that month so that it's somewhat on topic, but I also open it up to any questions at the end because people have joined at different times and they might have questions that don't relate to that month's workshop. But that's like a good way because I can't possibly, you know, serve 100 people one-on-one. It's a good way for people to hop on when they have specific questions and get my answers um, without them having to, you know, book like a mentorship program or something that more expensive that maybe they just have a quick question that, you know, needs five minutes. That makes sense. And that was monthly, you said? Mm-hmm. And are you rolling out a new course every month? I'm currently rolling out a new course every month and I have content planned through 2018. And at that point, I'm going to have, you know, like 40 courses and I'll probably be like, we're going to slow our roll and maybe do quarterly or something because at that point, no one's going to be able to get through that much content in a realistic time frame, anyhow. <laughs> That's great. And I, <clears throat> I just want to highlight what you said about listening to your people and what they're struggling with. So is, is that where you form new courses from? Yeah. So, and they can request courses. And I also, so if they have questions in the Facebook group, I make notes of that, um, that I can make a course about. And I also survey them every so often, like, what do you want to learn next? What format is working best for you to learn from? Uh, which is why I actually did a couple written pieces of content with no video recently because people were saying it's, it's busy. Like I'm busy this time of year. I just want something I can read without having to watch. So I did that. Um, and then I also send out after they've been in the uh, expedition for a while, I send out a survey and say, what do you want to learn next? And, uh, ask them like all sorts of questions about how they learn best because I really do want to tailor it to my audience and not just be like, I feel like making this and then it doesn't work for them. <laughs> That's awesome. Taking a real data-driven feedback approach, being a listener and uh, just being open-minded. I, th- I think there's so much value and, and uh, you, you're really setting a really good example with that. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the stack of coaching, courses or workshops, um, membership, and you, you may want to get into live events. Is it before we talk about live events? Is there anything else in the stack there? I think that's it. That sounds right. Okay. <laughs> um, I've tried a bunch of different things, but yeah, I think that's current. One of the things people, you know, explore adding to a stack, which I think you're looking at for your live event, is masterminding. What would your approach to starting a mastermind look at look like? Do you mean a mastermind specifically for my audience? So. Yeah, like a live event. Or or would it not be a mastermind? What would you do at your live event? 
Well, at the live event, what I, how I envision that is, you know, maybe around 10 to 20 people getting together who are all similar levels of business who can come and probably have some sort of a specific goal in mind where they, you know, either they want to double their revenue or they want to spend less time working or something like that. So everybody's very similar with their outcome. And then we can, you know, talk through what works for some people and what doesn't and come up with things that are specific because everybody's business is different and you can't just say, you have to do X, Y, and Z and it works because that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. But I would want everybody to have kind of specific goals and probably spend, you know, like three days um, where we can really dive deep into those things and see what in their business needs restructuring because I restructure my business pretty much every time I need to, but yearly I do a big review and say, this is not working for me from this past year and I want to try this instead. And that takes a long time to you know, plan out on your own. But when you have somebody else to give you feedback or somebody who's done something similar, it can happen much faster. Um, and I think that would be a really great way to do a live event with some specific goal, like, you know, double your revenue in 2018 or whatever, where it's not just, we're all just getting together and figuring it out, <laughs> um, which is fine sometimes. But I, if you can't tell by, you know, my courses and workshops, it's like, I want something, I want them to go home, like with a plan that they can put into place immediately. Where does that focus come from for you? Or like this <laughs> obsession with results and specificity? Do you, I think, yeah. well, in my early years of business, I spent thousands of dollars on courses that promised the world and then didn't deliver even, you know, you'd follow everything in the course and they just, you didn't get the results that you were expecting. And I just don't, I don't want to be a person that creates content like that. I want people to feel like they got their money's worth. They, you know, are able to make changes and they really accomplish something instead of, I now know everything about pricing, but I still don't have my prices together. Like that doesn't work for me. Wow, that's, that's super good. Um, I want to ask you some questions just around the business model. Uh, the first one is just about bringing guest experts into the fold. Why did you do it and how does it work? I did it because I'm not an expert in everything and I will, <laughs> I will never pretend to be. Um, there are things that I am not very strong at and I just, you know, don't feel right teaching, but that I've had requests to learn about. So ConvertKit was one of them in terms of like how to set everything up. I've set up my own, but I'm not going to tell people how to set up theirs because <laughs> I don't do that. So the woman that I brought in, she's a ConvertKit, you know, certified expert. That's her job day in and day out is she sets up people's ConvertKit accounts and tells them how to do that. Uh, so, you know, I brought her in because that was something that people wanted to know how to do. Um, I brought in Joe Casabona to teach about um, how to use Beaver Builder because I've used it on my website and now I'm starting to use it on some client sites. But at the time, I was like, uh, I'm not qualified to teach this, but he knows it pretty well inside and out. So um, because a lot of my students were coming from something like Squarespace so that they wanted to you know, do WordPress to have more power, they just didn't know how to get started. And like, you know, if you use Beaver Builder, it's super easy. <laughs> um, so it was a really great fit for those kinds of requests where they said, we're like, I want to get started, but I, I don't know how to do all of this coding stuff. Um, and I have, you know, other experts and the, the expert things tend to be 
a little bit techier overall, not all of them, but because I don't like teaching tech and I don't like staying on top of it. I know that, you know, I, I can go back to Joe, you know, sometime in 2018 and be like, Hey, do you have an updated, you know, beaver builder thing that you want to teach people? (laughs) And he'll, he'll, you know, that's what he does. He teaches tech stuff. So it's no big deal for him to do an update because he's in it all the time and he understands it. So that just works better for me in terms of keeping things updated too. That's cool. What about having a big course catalog here? Which do you do more volume in or which, which performs better for you? A la carte individual course sales or the membership? It is, I'm trying to think what the actual percentage split is. The membership I think is about 60% and then about 40% with individual sales. So so people are coming in with a specific problem and be like, this looks great, but I just need this one right now. Mm -hmm. And then some people are like, I'll take it all. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, You have an annual and a lifetime option on your membership, I believe. Why'd you put that in place and how does that work out? What are you, what are you finding with people in that? Well, I mentioned earlier that I had tried monthly and it was not working for the community. So when I switched to annual, I knew that people are going to at least be committed for a year. They're going to be in the group for a year. Uh, And so I really wanted to do that because it, it just, it felt better. It felt like this was something where I can actually help them as well as they can actually participate because if they're just hopping in for a month, um, I get that. Like I totally get, you know, getting those deals and taking as many courses as you can. Like I think that we've all probably done that at some point, but in terms of the community, it wasn't working for me. And then I have a few people who requested lifetime. They said, you know, I really don't want I don't want to pay yearly. I don't like subscriptions. I know that I'm going to want everything that you put out. So do you have another option for this without me buying everything individually? Um, and that's not a huge percentage. Um, but I do have a few people who have been with me, you know, like for years, they've bought all of my courses so far and they just wanted that one time, like, please give me everything. So that's why the lifetime is there for those people. That's awesome. If you do one thing, like, very, very, very well is listen to your customers. So that's, that's amazing. Um, what about just a small side note? A lot of people are interested in, you know, having a Facebook group add on or is it an upsell or whatever? What, how do you manage that? Like if the, after the year goes by, if somebody doesn't renew or pay again, how do you manage the Facebook group in terms of pulling people out or what's your system there? Unfortunately, with Facebook, it's all manual. So uh, fortunately, now that the monthly membership is not an option anymore with yearly, it's not so big of a deal. Um, Because with monthly, you know, people would hop in and out. So I was constantly approving them and then removing them and approving them. It was kind of a nightmare. Um, But with the yearly, it's not that big a deal. So uh, if they don't renew, um, like I said, I'm on Teachable. And so I know that they haven't renewed or they've canceled their subscription and then they just get I just go in and, you know, remove them from the group. And it's never really been that big of an issue because I don't have a huge churn rate, um, especially now that monthly is gone. So it's really not too bad, but I do wish there was like, and I tried to set this up in Zapier, did not work. (laughs) work. They could just like get pulled out immediately. Um, But it is a manual process now. So if, if somebody's busy, I do not recommend the Facebook group option because there's no good way that I have found to automate that. What do you think is, if someone's thinking of adding a community component, besides 
you being the expert and having these workshops, doing the coaching calls, adding new workshops over time, what does a community add that's valuable to people? I think the community adds other voices. And again, I'm not an expert in every single thing. So people will ask about what's the best plugin for this or how can I make this happen on a website? And I don't know. And I can, my Google's as good as theirs. So I don't have the experience. So if somebody else has done that, then they can explain it and uh, get everything, you know, help them set up and say, here's, here's an example of how I've done this. Here's how everything's put together. And I think getting those kind of tech things is really helpful, but not even just tech, but business things where they say, oh, what, what's the, you know, the best time to become an LLC? Well, it's different for everybody, but if everybody talks about when it was appropriate for them to become, you know, a real business, then that can help somebody decide when's the right time for them as well. So I think just having those different voices is really helpful because, everybody's different and everybody's got a different situation that they're dealing with. And I can't, I can't be like the all knowing Aaron, as much as that sounds amazing. I just don't know everything. That's wonderful. And for some education entrepreneurs out there, they're either stuck in the mindset that they have to be the guru or um, they don't, they feel like, you know, they're supposed to always be the expert, but Sometimes as an education entrepreneur, I think the very act of creating the community, creating the space, that is what you're doing and helping somebody else connect with somebody else. uh, And in some ways, almost do your job for you in terms of, okay, this person has a question about um, how to onboard a new client and somebody in the community gets to it before Uh, They take your course or gets to it in a different way than you did. And it worked for the person. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really cool. And um, I think that's part of the design of it all is just in the stack is you're just creating space and you're also protecting space. I mean, I doubt you have to deal with much like moderation or stuff like that, but that's, that's part of the job of the organizer and the entrepreneur behind the whole thing. I have one more question for you. Uh, The last question is has to do with how you what do you do for marketing how do you get new um new students or new members and i can tell just by talking to you looking at your website and how you approach things that uh word of mouth is huge for you the results that your people get um and just the value that they get i'm sure it grows organically just through conversation of people um who, who know other people in their industry who are struggling with same problems. Hey, come check out Erin's uh, site. She's got it going on. But besides word of mouth, what do you do to get uh, new members? I've tried Facebook ads with limited results, to be honest. I don't know if I'm just bad at them. I probably should hire an expert there. Um, but Pinterest has actually worked really well for me because my audience is typically female web designers. They're on Pinterest a lot and they're looking at different designs and they're looking at business things. And that's been really, really helpful in getting people back to my site and getting people to, you know, sign up for my free membership because they're already on Pinterest looking. So I think I spend like $20 a month to basically like loop my pins and bring in new people. And that's worked really, really well for me. Um, And then the other thing that has worked better for, um, 
actually like consulting type things has been a guest posting and podcast, which has been interesting because people will say, Oh, I heard you on a podcast and I want to hire you, but I don't want like your lower level stuff. What, what (laughs) bigger programs do you have? Which has been kind of crazy because I didn't have any before. And then I had to like quickly come up with some. (laughs) (laughs) You're always reacting to your audience and your, which is amazing. And just having that open mind. That's awesome. Well, Aaron, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, For anybody listening out there, go check out Aaron Flynn. That's Aaron, E-R-I-N-F-L-Y-N-N.com and check out her unstoppable options there, the uh, setting up camp, client first aid and reaching the summit. And thank you for being an inspiration to the course building community and really laying out a lot of great ideas and concepts and talking about what's working for you. I really appreciate it. I know the audience learned a lot. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.